Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Jeannie Berlowski about preparing for a career you will excel at and love. Berlowski, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Well, it's great to be here. Yeah, it is great to have you back. I'm super excited to have a nice conversation with you today. We're going to be exploring how we can go about preparing for a career that we'll excel in and love. Now, of course, for anyone listening, this applies directly to you because just, just because maybe you're a little bit older, you, you have some career um, time under your belt, and even maybe you've been happy in the career you've had up to this point. Uh, all of us tend to go through shifts and pivots. And sometimes we want to go in a different direction, even mid-career, even mid-life. So everything we're going to talk about today certainly will apply to you personally as a listener. But we also want to talk about it in terms of you and your role as a leader and how you can help um, have a developmental mindset around uh, providing great experiences and opportunities for your people so that they can have a career that they love, so that they can grow into their career and develop uh, and have the opportunities that will help them uh, have that kind of passion and love for what they're doing. As we get started, I wanted to share Jeannie's bio with everybody. Jeannie Berlowski is a full-time academic strategist, podcast host, and sought-after speaker for students age 12 to 26 and their parents and grandparents. And she's the author of the book, Launch, How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterward. Jeannie's writing, speaking, and podcasting help parents set their kids up to graduate college debt-free and move directly into careers they excel at and love. Her work has been featured in publications such as the Huffington Post, USA Today, NerdWallet, and US News and World Report, and on CBS News. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you back. Uh, I think you joined me, what, maybe six months or so ago, um, and we had a great conversation then. And anything else you would uh, like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on into the conversation? You know, when I first started doing this, I really thought that most of my time would be spent helping parents set their kids up to get into careers they're going to excel at and love. Because obviously I wrote a book on debt-free college. So it makes sense as a debt-free strategy, don't go to college twice, just figure out what you want to do from the beginning and go there straight like an arrow straight to a bullseye. And I've really been surprised at how many corporate people and high achievers have sought me out for exactly this kind of work on figuring out what I excel at and love. And I've had parents say, okay, I sat with my 10th grader while they were with a consultant that helped them to understand their strengths and their personality type and their interests and what they might be really well suited for, for career. Now I want to do it. I'm 35. I'm 40. I'm 45. I've been in this career for a long time. And I kind of wonder at night when I'm going to bed, is this really, 
is this the top for me? Is this really where I want to be? Is this where I'm going to excel at in love? So I'm excited that today we're here to apply this to leaders. We're here to apply this to the people that work for leaders, because in this world, We've got millions of people who want to, they crave, the human brain craves craftsmanship. They crave being able to do something significant that matters. And you and I are here to help people do that today. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. And so this really is a topic that is applicable, I think, uh, to everybody. And in my experience, to your point, very few people take a direct linear path <laughs> in terms of their career development uh, and in the process they go, not just in preparation for a career, but during the career itself. And we know there's lots of research on this that most people will shift not just jobs, but careers upwards of four or five times throughout their working life. And it seems like that just continue, that number continues to go higher and higher. Um, as we get further and further into this kind of uh, globalized economy, interconnected, uh, distributed workforce, and people being able to kind of work anywhere um, and work for different organizations, it just it, it's, it com has completely opened up the opportunities uh, for employers to hire anyone anywhere and for, for people looking for jobs to look for jobs anywhere uh, and be, a, you know, you might be a digital nomad roaming around in your RV and doing whatever you want um, and working for a boss who's in Germany or whatever, like, right, the, the sky's the limit. And in this pandemic has only proven that we can do virtual work, we can do it well. And, and so organizations now have to grapple with how can we create and provide the career opportunities that, um, that people want and need. Um, in order to attract and retain great people. And that's one of the things leaders can do is, is to think about career development strategies and, and have those conversations with your people. Yeah, I want to just jump right on something you said there about the sky's the limit. In a way, that's exciting that the sky is the limit, but in a way it's anxiety producing because people are wondering, I'm doing this, but should I do something else? After all, the sky's the limit. Should I just take off and do something else? And this research that's showing that people do shift jobs and shift careers uh, frequently, I know it's happening. We know the research says it's happening. But my question is, as a strategist, is this really the best idea for people to be starting over in their knowledge base from essentially zero over and over and over again? Or might there be a different path that could be even more exciting? And in the work that I do, a lot of the days I'm working with students who are ages uh, 10th grade to age 26 or 30, who are clarifying the bullseye on the target before they take aim and shoot with expensive education. But uh, people who are working adults, people who are working for leaders that are listening to this podcast or the leaders themselves, it can actually help us to reduce anxiety and produce more and produce better if we can limit our options a little bit. Instead of the sky's the limit, which just fills me with anxiety because I never can go to bed at night knowing that I nailed what I wanted to do. Was there something out there that I didn't know about? I love to see people taking three career assessments. And these are really detailed carefully in chapter 13 of the book I wrote, which is launch how to get your kids through college debt-free and into jobs they love afterward. In chapter 13, and this applies to anyone at any age, I talk about having 
parents and students both take the Myers-Briggs type indicator. So they have got really clear understanding of their personality type and how that impacts them at home and at work. So people have vocabulary to be able to describe how they solve problems, how they interact with other people, how they get energy, how they, uh, how they strategize. That's one thing. I love the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And then I love the strong interest inventory. The two are made by the same publisher. And you can actually get results in one report that winds all of that in together. And what it does is whether you're in 10th grade or whether you're in your 10th year of a great career, it says to you, here's what you're naturally interested in. Here's what you're naturally drawn to. Here's what you tend to love. And people sometimes see these results and say, you know what, I really do love that. I wonder why I'm not working in that field. Hey, maybe there would be something that I could really dive into over a period of years where I could dive in and go deep and really focus on this and build something I'm really proud of. And then the third thing is that Strengths Finder 2.0 inventory. It's now called the Clifton Strengths Assessment, but you can still find it for $20 on Amazon. It is one of the greatest things for parents and students to take together because you'll be able to figure out your top five human strengths based on Gallup research after just about 45 minute assessment that's done online for 20 bucks. And this creates such wonderful conversations in families because sometimes parents are worried about their kids because they have certain bents or tendencies. And when parents are able to see, oh, that's actually a strength. And here Gallup is helping me to understand that my daughter has this strength and I have this other strength. That's why we butt heads a little bit. But now I've got vocabulary to be able to understand my daughter better, understand myself better. And people who have these, I don't do this myself. I have to refer out for this. But people who have these three assessments converged by a certified professional who brings them together and says, let's look at who you really are and what you might be incredibly well suited for. It is liberating because now instead of me feeling like I have to explore the entire world of work, which is like a giant pie and there are all the millions of different jobs and careers I could have. Now someone's telling me, you know what? You're really well suited for this slice. And this slice, whoa, this is where your interests lie. This is where your strengths lie. This is where your personality type is really going to shine. And having the options limited a little bit, it's liberating because now I've got a place that I can focus. And when I can focus on something, that's where I can get depth. And because, as I said earlier, human beings crave craftsmanship, this is where I can dive in deeply over time. And people who are leaders like you who make this available, or at least even just suggest it, suggest listening to this podcast for people that they lead, they're able to help people, help the people they lead to find their niche and their thing and what they love. And that's when you have people putting in lots of hours and getting excited about getting new ideas because they're on fire about who they really are. Everything you just said, absolutely. And I love um, taking these assessments to try to hone in and better understand. Now, and I'm sure you would agree with this statement that there, there's nothing like specifically magical about these particular assessments. Um, you know, the, I, I'm not like one to be dogmatic about, um, 
you know, Myers-Briggs, for example, I know there are diehard Myers-Briggs people out there or strengths finders or whatever. Um, but regardless of the assessment and the three you mentioned are awesome. They're really great to use. Uh, there are other great assessments as well, regardless of the assessment, when you go through that process, like you described of just self-reflection that occurs through these types of assessments, uh, it, it really helps you hone in on what perhaps is going to be the most interesting and impactful for you moving forward. And, and you can set aside, you know, maybe your assumptions about the past, or maybe, maybe you, you, you studied what you studied in college as a younger uh, student due to family expectations, or you felt like that's kind of what society said is what's valued. Um, maybe you're, you're trying to shed yourself of those types of assumptions or expectations. And these types of assessments, the self-reflective process, all of that will help you hone in and become more targeted in how you're going to move forward. Because nobody, you know, let, let's say you went through and you got a bachelor's degree already, or let's say you even got a master's degree already and you spent 10, 20 years in a career. Now you're realizing um, years later that you don't really like what you're doing. Does that mean you need to go back to school? Perhaps. But does that mean you need to start over with an a undergrad degree? Probably not. <laughs> I guess if right. you want to become like a medical doctor, maybe you have to go back and do pre-med and all that. But if, if you just want to pivot, then maybe it's a professional certificate. Maybe, you know, you take some, uh, you do some LinkedIn learning, maybe like there's all these different things you can do to retool and to upskill yourself and, and start to position yourself into a new future and new opportunities. And so we just want to be creative about it. And, and before we dump too much money into additional education that we know really where we want to go. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Oh, right. And, you know, when I say the, I, I, I'm partial to the Myers-Briggs type indicator, strong interest inventory, the strengths finder, which is now called Clifton Strengths Assessment, you got to remember the perspective I come from. I'm helping parents to just who are incredibly busy and they have no time. And I'm helping them to just figure this out for kids as fast as possible. And the research shows that this works really, really well for kids who are 15 and up. And so rather than telling parents, 
oh, go and consider every assessment in the known universe and pick something good for your kids. They don't want to hear that from me. They want to hear, tell me what to do. And I, I I said, I don't administer these myself. I have an approved, I don't administer these myself. I have an approved consultants tab at JeannieBerlowski.com where I refer people out to the same person that did these assessments for my own kids. I paid full price for it. And I think it's the best money I ever spent on my kids and their lives. And you, anyone can find that person on my website. Uh, Cindy Matson is the person I recommend at JeannieBerlowski.com. Go to the approved consultants tab. I get nothing for telling you this. I just know people are going to listen to this and go, where do I get that for my kid? And I, I want to bring something, uh, uh, wrap around to what you just said about you have a master's degree already. Do you have to go back and redo undergrad? Part of my credential is that I've spent 25 years as a consultant helping students apply to highly competitive law schools, medical schools, graduate schools, and business schools. So I see people often who are at this point in career where they're saying, I'm not really where I want to be. I want to go up a level. And I, I, and sometimes they say to me, I'm not sure if I should be doing this or this. One guy comes to mind who thought he wanted to go to medical school because it seemed like just the hardest thing he could imagine. And after I, I sent him to take these assessments and afterwards, it just became really clear. He's very deeply introverted and loves quiet time alone for deep thought. And he would be driven crazy by being a doctor, all those interruptions and having to talk to people who don't understand things. It was going to be terrible for him. And what turned out to be amazing for him was to be in research, especially um, he's in biochemical research and he's folding proteins and Um, He would have probably never considered that option, but it was actually less expensive. It was less extra school. And he's in a PhD program now, which is really, really makes sense. But here's what I have found in 25 years of helping people at these very high levels. I found that in human capital, nothing is ever wasted. And if I see someone that has a law degree or they already have a a certain degree from undergrad, typically what happens when we look at that, what's the next step for this person? It's the answer is never to just wipe away and waste four years of education that cost $180,000 and start over as a baker in a bakery. Usually that's not what happens. Usually what happens is there's a natural logical next step that builds on everything you've built already. And sometimes it just takes someone, a consultant with experience, this is not me, I have to refer out to this, but it just, it just takes a person who's able to stand with you on the top of that mountain and see what is the next higher mountain that you can go to from the place that you're at right now. Yeah, I love that. And, and so all of, all of these opportunities to hone in, be more strategic in how we approach our own career development looking at the whole landscape of possibilities in terms of upskilling and reskilling. And maybe that's a degree, maybe that's a certification. Uh, Maybe, you know, that's going through Coursera or like, there's all these different things you can do. Um, And some of them are fairly low cost. Some are even no cost, uh, depending on what you choose. And you can leverage what you've already done. And and if you have already uh, a lot of good success in your career, 
then uh, pivoting can be a little bit of a challenge because you have to rebrand yourself and you have to be able to demonstrate to a future employer, you know, that now you're going in this new direction, uh, but it's certainly possible. Now let's, uh, as, as we uh, spend our last bit of time together today, let's loop back and talk a little bit more uh, specifically about what leaders and organizations can do within their teams to create an environment where uh, everyone is, you know, thinking along the lines of a growth mindset, thinking about how they can continually be growing and developing themselves. Uh, sometimes that means people on your team are going to want to go back. Maybe they're entry level, they have a, a bachelor's degree, they want to go back and get a master's degree. What can you do to encourage that, to support that? Uh, maybe they want to go do LinkedIn learning or do some of these other uh, types of um, kind of micro credentials that can help them upskill or whatever. Um, what, what are some of your thoughts and ideas around what we can do as leaders to create that kind of an environment and atmosphere to be supportive of the career development uh, of the people on our teams? I'm so glad we are talking about this. I've actually written a, an article called Eight Reasons Why Google Managers Are Wildly Successful. And of these eight reasons, only one has anything to do with technical. They have some key technical skills that can help them to advise their team, blah, blah, blah. That's what you would expect. The other seven things are all caring about the career development of the people that they lead. And I wanna just read these very, very quickly. Top Google managers and why they're wildly successful. Number one, they're good coaches. Number two, they empower their team and they don't micromanage. Number three, they express interest in their team members' success and personal well-being. How are you doing? How is the family doing? They are productive and they're results-oriented. They're good communicators and they listen to the team. Number six, they help employees with career development. Number seven, they got a clear vision and strategy for the team. So how can a leader step into this? Well, usually you're having some one-on-ones with people from your team of people on your team, if you can open up the scope of your vision a little bit to not just simply talk about what's going on this quarter, but what's going on with you and what can we do to maximize you and to make you the best you can be, the happiest you can be, to make sure that you're uh, career is growing in a way that you're absolutely thrilled with. Having some of those discussions, at least expressing interest in the employee and what their goals are and how that employee might be able to stretch and grow beyond what they are right now. And I know some leaders might say, well, I don't want my people stretching and growing and then they'll leave me and then I'll have to open a rack and then I'll have to find a new person. I'm telling you, you pour into the human beings who are under you, you care about their personal development and what their life is gonna be like. These people will perform for you like nobody's business. They will be sending you a gift of Cutco knives five years down the line because they'll say, you're the greatest manager that I ever had because you believed in me and you got me to see things that were bigger than what I was seeing at the time. And, you know, if you've got a, a leader listening to this podcast and you think, you know what, I'm going to send you to a person to do three career assessments and let's just see, maybe we want to shift you a little bit within the organization. Maybe you've got some phenomenal sales ability. We're not even taking advantage of that, but we could if we just had the vocabulary to describe it. Some And there's <laughs> some people listening that are going to say, I'm sending my kids to do this, and then I'm sending my employees to do this because I'm here to coach. I'm here to make lives better. That's how we grow an organization. 
Yeah. And I'm so glad that you kind of pointed out this fallacious thinking that I shouldn't invest in my people because the moment I do, they're going to then take that training, that development, and they're going to leave and go somewhere else. Um, I mean, that can happen, but if you want to like increase the odds that they're going to leave, try not investing in your people, (laughs) try not supporting them and creating an environment where they feel empowered and and that they have an opportunity to grow in their career. That's when they're going to leave. And yeah, can, can you pour energy into your people and then they choose to go somewhere else? Sure. Absolutely. But that's what leadership is. Leadership is developing the people around you and then bidding them farewell and a fond farewell and, and wishing them the best if and when they have an opportunity to come up uh, that is going to be great for them. That maybe doesn't, doesn't exist within your organization and that's fine. And do you have to find a new person? Yes. But, but if that's part of the deal of, of leading teams, and if you're just trying to hold on to a good person because they're great and you don't want to lose them. And so you're not investing in them. Um, you're trying to do everything you can to keep them there. They're, they're going to get frustrated. They're going to get, um, burned out and annoyed and they're either going to leave or they're going to just start balancing the scales and underperforming. And so your great people will end up not being so great anymore um, because they're not happy. They're not satisfied or engaged in their work. So we need to have a longer term perspective <laughs> in how we're dealing with our people and, and helping them in their career development is definitely a, a better win-win kind of a scenario. And we have to point out that it's Google that's doing this. They're obviously a successful company. They're not worried about, am I going to be able to get more employees tomorrow? There are people knocking down the door to try to work at Google. And it's partly because of this mentality that's in their managers. Managers who have this kind of pour into people kind of idea, they attract new employees. People are saying out in the community, hey, work for Bob. It, It was one of the best things that I ever did. And you get that kind of reputation, you're going to attract the best of the best, which is exactly what's happening at Google. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Well, Jeannie, it has just been a pleasure talking with you. I know at the time and it's getting close to um, the end of our time together, I'll need to let you go. And I'm sure you have many important uh, meetings the rest of the day. But before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, how they can find out more about your work, your team, your books, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Well, for people who want to connect with me, the best way is to get free, fast 10-minute video training on how to get your kids through college debt-free. Because if I can save you $180,000 on college costs, that's going to help you to have more money to pour into the business that you're starting up or other things that you care about. And so people find me at this link, and this is going to be in the show notes. It's bit.ly forward slash easy launch instructions, all lowercase, all one word. And in the 10 minutes you'll spend with me there, you'll hear me talking about my free weekly email newsletter that goes out every Monday morning, always has a really interesting article in it. And what it does is it keeps debt-free college and fulfilled career at the top of your mind as your kids are growing up from seventh grade all the way to age 26. And it'll also inspire the parents who are listening that, hey, I need to be thinking about my own strategic career, my own future while they're doing this. So that link is bit.ly forward slash easy launch instructions, all lowercase, all one word. Of course, I'm the author of the book launch, how to get your kids through college debt-free and into jobs they love afterward. But this easy launch instructions, free video training is even more important. 
And I want to just the final word for the day as I'm talking about Google managers being wildly successful because of this coaching and this caring about career and developing the human. Um, I, I wrote this article with a, a bent with an angle towards parenting. And what I was saying is what kind of a phenomenal parent could you be if you would take these Google ideas and you would focus this at your kids who are seventh grade through age 12, and you'd look at yourself not by as being a dictator telling them what to do, but what if you became like the best baseball coach ever for these kids as you coach them on life and career? What if you empowered your kids and didn't micromanage? What if you expressed interest in their success and their personal well-being? What if you were results oriented in the decisions that you're making as a parent? What if you focused on being a great communicator and listening to them and helping these kids with career development and having clear vision and strategy for your family as a team? And anyone who wants to see this article that I wrote and just look at it from a parent perspective and from a leader perspective, you can just Google my last name, which is Berlowski and the word Google managers, and you'll find that article there. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jeannie. It has just been a real pleasure talking with you. I encourage listeners to reach out, to get connected, find out more about what Jeannie can do for you. Check out the free resources. Check out all the great materials that Jeannie uh, has for you and can help you, your uh, children, you yourselves, the, the people on your teams. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.